mate. No, you are. To you. Too soon. You. Too soon? Too soon. Okay. Too soon. Oh, well, in that case then, greetings, commanders, and welcome to episode 210 of Lave Radio, the show that talks about the universe elite and the fantabulous community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Ado Vice, Ben, otherwise known as Ben Oswoodward, and joining me in the orange sidewinder this evening, we have Commander Shan. Hello. Ben, have you been sort of like drinking a litre of Red Bull? Because you're speaking really fast. I always do that, but really fast. I need to get it over and done with. Hello, everyone. <laughs> we also we also have Commander Psycho Cow Grant. How you doing? Hello, everybody. I'm doing um, fine, actually. Thank you. Yeah. Well, so all right. Where, what, what do we do next? I've I've been on holiday the past week. while. Um, oh I, yeah, that's we, we talk about what we've done, now, don't we? No, we well, do. We do the while I've been away. We do the outro. Do we, do we, oh, the outro. Okay. In that case, then, thank you very much for listening to another episode of Live Radio. Um, if you want to do something, do something. Uh, you guys have been awesome. We're out of here. Bye. And scene? Is that it? Perfect. Sorted. Right. Oh, well, oh. what you been up to anyway, Grant? I'm um, not I've not spoken to you for a few weeks. I know, I know. Bathroom update. We have now got the sloped floors in. The floor is sealed again today. We have a second coat to go on on two days' time. It has been somewhat hampered by the fact that somebody in their ultimate wisdom decided that Simon was worthy of jury duty. Now, I don't know how many of you have been cited for jury duty. Um, Simon has been cited. This will be his fifth time being called in for jury duty in his life. I have been cited... The government has obviously heard about me because I've never been done. I've never been done either. Um, oh, I, have, I have. There you go. See, smelly people. And, 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 and Mr. Shan had a... Well, it wasn't really an excellent case, but it lasted eight weeks and uh, she was on a murder case. So it was a... It was a basically, someone got killed in a similar way to Julius Caesar. And um, she was on the murder case, and there were five of them up for murder. So, wow. Wow. Wow, indeed. Yeah. She wouldn't say she enjoyed it, but it was memorable. It was interesting, in a macabre kind of sense. Yes. I know a colleague of mine went, uh, got pulled up for it the other, I guess the other year now, actually. And basically, she spent most of her time sitting in the hallways, waiting for them to actually open a case that she could be part of and reading a book. <laughs> oh, right, anyway, yeah, so... so yeah. Yep, that was that was. Well, she been up to? So he's, yeah. been, he's been working well, on that. So we're hoping to get the floor finished, fully sealing this week, and start tiling on Monday. Okay, okay. I have to admit, when you said someone made the mistake, I was actually expecting you to say... Somebody made the mistake and allowed Simon to use the toilet. Well, there's not one in there, so that would have been a definite mistake for certain. That, that, <laughs> that's your problem there, then. But I also have um, been trying out, and uh, I've got another member of the community trying out a similar service for interests of you guys out there. Um, who don't have maybe the top of the range um, PCs to playing Elite, the 
the expense of a two, three thousand pound system, etc., and looking at alternatives like, for example, Nvidia has the Nvidia Go, which is currently in beta, which is where you are paying a well, not when it's free, but you would be paying a monthly fee uh, to have a virtual computer where you can install games and log on to it using your broadband and um, essentially not having any expensive equipment or anything stored locally. Is this similar to? It was years ago now, the OnLive system. Anyone remember that? I remember that. It was shit. Right, well, if I can, if I flick the screen over to me, I'm currently using this Shadow Tech system, and it costs around about £25-£30 a month. There will be upgrades available to it and stuff. And they give you a system which has a 1080 graphics card, 200-odd terabytes of drive space and stuff like that, gigabytes I, I don't freaking know I didn't pay much attention and I certainly wasn't ready to sort of go and do a, a a demonstration on it tonight but I'm playing Elite through this system so this is not running on my local oh, I've got bloody soup all down um, running on my local machine this is currently connecting to it through an app on my computer and uh, I'm running in 4K and although I've not set up my controls on this yet because it's on the wrong machine. Uh, it would have been in the right machine, but of course I had that wee ta capture. But um, I am playing Elite. I have to say, when the download came available earlier on today, uh, I started it on my local machine, and I started it on this machine, because it's got a slightly better internet connection. And my machine started downloading immediately, and it took about, I don't know, 15 to 20 minutes before it finished. This machine, this virtual machine, took about five minutes to start, and I looked away and it was finished before I'd even looked back. Um, it's got, uh, I think, it, well, when I did a speed test, it was around about 400 meg down, 100 meg up. And all included in that price. So you're going to be able to play your games with less ping, etc, etc, etc. But as I say, we're going to come back to this in a future episode and talk about the similarities and differences between this and the NVIDIA Go and what the futures are. I'm trying to get a word with the so developers. You, you, essentially, it sounds like you're turning it into a, into a thin client. It essentially, is. now the offer, the offer, obviously, I think, is purely for the USB access. And they offer a client that you can, again, rent from them, which allows you to connect it to television or whatever. It can The app can run on your phone, iOS, Android. It can run on a Mac. So those poor Mac players that have never been able to play Horizons <laughs> can uh, run this client on their machine. Yeah. And, and, again, you can full screen it. You can minimize it. You can do whatever. If I open tab... You'll see that it'll take me to the desktop on that virtual machine. So it's basically Windows 10. Uh, you can see I've got the Hutton Helper running on it, which is fine. And you can see all the various different games that I've tried installing. And it's got Steam on it. Um, it is, so far, I have not had any complications. I do know, because they currently give you 12 gigabytes of RAM, it makes it tricky to get Star Citizen to install if you're so inclined. Um but there is a workaround that they have published as well so that you can get it installed. Um, but yeah, so far, so good. I've not had any sort of... Uh, they say no perceivable uh, latency. I've not noticed any. I've played Battlegrounds, but I'm just as bad on that as I am on the normal machine, so I, I can't really tell any significance. But we will report back with a bit more of an analysis on what's the future of this Shadow Tech. Um, 
And we'll get a link in Do the show. Do you need any hardware on, on your machine? No, no at all. So I mean, if you had a, a, a you know a really low spec machine with a poor graphics card, this doesn't care. It's running around about four percent of my CPU speed um, wow. usage. So it's a really low um, low end, and you can pass USB devices to it. Through so you could use your joystick then as well. In theory, I've not yet set that up. It's on my other machine where the joysticks are connected. So I'm going to play with that. VR support is not currently there. It might come. The problem is at the moment it only supports one monitor. Although they are talking about dual monitor setups at some point, and unfortunately for VR, you require that secondary feed to be mapped to your VR. Um, headset which expects it and without that it's not going to work so I'm not sure VR will ever really be available for a while but once mm. they work out those kinks I think we're in business and then that might well be the cheapest way if you want to invest in VR is to buy the equipment, connect it to your lesser machine and then pay oh, a gonna, monthly it's fee gonna say, you mean you buy 700 quid worth of equipment and then you just need to rent a machine, yeah, I rather mean, than having to buy a two thousand pound machine. Is this available well? in other countries other than UK? Yeah, is it yeah, worldwide? Well, this, it just... this particular service is worldwide. Shadow, um, the sorry, the uh, Nvidia Go is in beta, and they're taking applications for access. Try them out if you can get them for free. If, you, if you've got the the need for it, then by all means have a, a go at it, but I say we'll give it a good rundown and, and give you some feedback on it and how to get the best out of it once once we've had a bit of analysis uh, and waiting to hear from the makers behind it as well to see if they can give us some advice and uh, where they're going in the, in the future and what their big plans are. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's the, the internet connection I say is redonkulous and things download so bloody quick. And for example, Grand Theft Auto 5, you know that way that whenever you go online, you sit and stare at the clouds for about 20 minutes? Oh, God, yes. Yeah, about four minutes I was. Four minutes. Oh, wow. Doing. So the the latency and the ping from the internet connection is awesome. Um, I've yet to see any kind of ropiness yet. Uh, and as I say, at the moment they don't offer... There's a, they were offering more storage space... Uh, earlier on, but they've run out of that, and they were offering a box that I was saying you can connect your USBs to, but that is also now out of stock. So uh, if I get a chance, but I will if definitely. If you've got the PC, you don't need it, do you? No, and it will run on your your mobile phone. Um, so here, so theoretically, I could play Elite Dangerous on my on my tablets. Yes, no, you definitely could. And the only thing is, I think there is how do you get the controller. So I don't know how I've not tested that to be able to know. Yeah. Obviously, I think you'll be using the likes of an Xbox or a Bluetooth controller of some sort that you can connect yep. to your phone and use oh, through. As long as as long as you're using an Android, you can do that. So I don't think you can't. Am I right in thinking you can't use a, a Bluetooth, a PlayStation or Xbox controller on an iPhone? I've or never so tried. I'm sure you can get. I'm sure you can get controllers for iPhones. Yeah. Never tried, so we need to check into that. Now, so, I mean, there's other benefits to this. For example, if you are a streamer and you're streaming games, this isn't running on my local machine, this game, so it's having no overheads. So it's not using any resources. If you can't, if you are a streamer and you've got a machine that handles your stream for you and it struggles when you're playing a game on it and you're doing the capture through the one machine, this you can do by doing a game capture and capturing the shadow window and up it comes. It is currently running on my OBS now with less impact on my system. If I go down to a convention and I want to show somebody off a game that I've got installed on my machine, 
Um, I can log in, just download the Shadow app onto the machine, log in, and hey presto, I can get access to all my games that I've installed on this uh, virtual machine. I can show everybody it. I can take it to any machine whatsoever in the in the an event with an internet connection, and I can jump on. So it has got a lot of it benefits. Sounds real, it sounds real interesting. Do you know? What, I mean, you got any idea how much the the fees are going to be on a monthly basis? Well, this one's about twenty five pounds. Um, I think before that, so but probably about thirty quid a month, and you mm. have a reasonable. Um, you know, sort of a fantastic system. The the, the way yeah. they but they sort of want to play this is it's you know you want to play the top end a games and the maximum settings then this is the thing for you, and they talk about upgrading to the RTX um, cards at some point in the future. They want to keep their systems as up to date, and then they'll maybe when they do the next run have a cheaper tier, and then a more expensive tier of subscriptions so that you can have a choice of what the setup is that you require and not pay above and beyond what you want uh, or need to. So, yeah, that's the Shadow Tech, um, or Shadow. The It is a bugger to to find the website for it, so we'll put it in the show notes. I was going to say, can you get the information about all this in the show notes? Because it, sound, it sounds interesting, although all of us... Well, on the show at least, I've got PCs that run Elite fairly well and other things, so I don't know if we're directly in the market for it, well, but it does sound interesting. It's, it's You know, for example, if you are streaming and you've got your one machine tied up, then this gives you your second machine far cheaper than investing in the actual hardware. Obviously, True. there's no retail sale and there's no uh, simplistic way for you to upgrade it or put in more RAM for a particular thing. You can run pretty much any software on it. They do not want you using it for Bitcoin mining, as you'd imagine, or torrenting, or any illegal yeah, keep, activities. Keep it legal, folks. Yeah, but if you're just you know wanting a, a system that's robust and able to play your games, I mean, you can see it's just it's playing as if I was playing this on my local machine without any hassle. Oh, it looks all right. Okay, I'm controlling it using mouse and keyboard as I said because I've not set up my. Uh, controllers on it but that is my intention to do and uh, we'll maybe do some more stuff from this over the coming weeks and um, yeah worth checking out and certainly I've been really quite impressed with it so far there we go that was a very long what have I been up to this week Uh, Ben where did you go on holiday I went off to uh, I was in Corfu on holiday so I, I spent I spent a nice two weeks in Corfu, uh, well ten days ten days eleven oh, eleven days in Corfu. Um, the best thing I did actually was it really surprised me in the just walking down the uh, walking down the road from the hotel that we we're stopping at. Um, my son was he was originally on about wanting to go on you know the banana boats and things like that. Yeah, uh, but but he's a he's a bit of a wuss, and I was like, well. If you want, instead of going on a banana boat, that'll throw you in into the water because that's that's their whole thing. You can we can maybe see if we can rent a jet ski or something like that, and I'll not drive around the jet ski like a complete idiot and throw you into the water. I'll I'll be a responsible parent and we can go on that and have our fun with it and do that. Um, and we're always like, okay, well we'll we'll do that then. Um, and then someone's like, oh. Um, not my son, sorry. Went down to the pl- the place and they didn't have any 
they didn't have any jet skis, unfortunately. But just down the road from the hotel, there was actually a small boat hire place, and they literally was like, "We have we have boats. You give us money and hire them." And somebody just sent out a whole lot of hopefully brandy very fast, and it exploded all over my face. Um, yeah, currently we're doing a brandy loading operation outside of Lake. You forget to put your open your mouth. Uh, they, I think that that's the problem. They didn't actually put it over my mouth. It was like slightly above me into the front. Um, and quite far. I don't know how far away it is actually. Um, word of advice: if you're dropping um, canisters of stuff, gradually um, sort of thrust upwards so it comes out below you and you don't crash into it. Um, if you thrust down while you're dropping canisters, you're going to crash into them, and they go boom. So that, that's a that's a public service announcement for today. Um, so yeah, we did that. Um, we went off and hired this boat out for about an hour, and that was remarkably chilling, but fun. But I mean, just do whatever you want on a boat in the bay. Um, and it was it was an hour that went by far too quickly, and I wish we'd wish we'd hide it out for longer now. But such is life. Um, we also, my sons learned how to make gyros, and when we got back, he's he was like, "I'm going to make some gyros and some tatsiki and all that kind of stuff." So he's turning into a, a proper little chef. Um, I wasn't sure what you were going to call him there. <laughs> What did you think I was going to call him? He's a proper little what chef? Chef, Phew. <laughs> chef, chef. Yes, definitely, definitely chef. Um, and not a roadside cafe. Um, what else have we been doing? What else? What else? What else? Oh, I went to see the cinema. What's been out recently? Um, I went to see Ant Man and the Wasp uh, before we went off on holiday. That was a lot of fun. I bet you saw Christopher Robin as well, haven't you? I haven't seen Christopher Robin. I wanted to go see that. Um, I don't know if it's still out of the cinema, but I, I did want to see that. It's um, been poo-pooed by critics. Oh, God. <laughs> Groan. But it's got Ewan McGregor in it. That's a, that's a, that's a terrible pun. When, when, when this lot of uh, brandy's done, do you want to pop in a multi-crew? Um, I can do that, yeah. So, uh, yeah. why don't you tell us what you've been up to, and I'll... I think I've got all my brandy at the moment. Is there any other... Is there any other brandy floating around? No, that's all the brandy. So, okay, I'll pop in... I'll stop collecting this brandy, and I'll be back in... I'll pop over, and why don't you tell us what you've been doing while it takes me ten minutes to get this Type type 9 into Lave Station? Well, I haven't nope. been holiday at all. Mm. Um, so I've been working. Oh, hang and... on, I've got I've got more brandy coming. Sorry. So reverse. Yes. That's right. Yeah, I've been I have I've been working. Um, such what life is usual, really. Mm. Yeah. Um, yes, I've quite a boring week, really. Yeah. I'm afraid. But it sounds like you've. I'm actually I'm actually a bit upset by this uh, because it sounds like you've already got your SLFs. Yes, uh, and I have to admit, I was rather hoping that the the materials to unlock the ship launch fighters was going to require 
um, materials found from the the new things that are coming out in the Guardian? Well, they do. Um, it's just if you were sad like me and did the Guardian ruins a billion times, mm. you would you acquired the um, the blueprints they're using now. So I had some left over from when I did yeah, the, I, I was hoping the bazillion times. We have, I was oh, hoping well. that it was going to require a special, I'm a space-based Guardian thing that you could never get before today. Ha <laughs> ha! Well, when they, when they said, because they called it something different in the, news, in the newsletter and on the announcement, they called it a hybrid fighter blueprint, I think is what they called it. Uh, and when they saw that, I thought, oh, okay, I'm going to have to do the new Guardian yeah. stuff to get it. Um, but I didn't. So and then, you saw, then you saw the match required and you could actually get it from all the old what, stuff. What, what, what I'd done is I'd parked um, a cutter at um, Shinrata. So as soon as, oh. as soon as the server was up, it was, I wonder what the requirement is. Ooh, I have those. Ooh, I have those. Yeah. Ooh, I have those. Well, so shall we, shall we come on to that, this whole stuff? Should we go into a break and then we'll come on to the, I guess, because obviously, obviously the main topic of the show is... Uh, that 3.2 dropped about three hours ago now, I guess. Yeah, it was just um, after four, wasn't it, I think? Yeah. Do, does anyone else find it really confusing that it's 3.2, but it's chapter three? Yes. Or is, that just, is that just me who gets all confused by things like that? Well, it's sort of chapter two and a half, really, isn't it? These well, the, the, they are calling this chapter three, uh, and then chapter four is the big one. Um, so, how do you feel about that, Grant? Um, going off to um, go, going off and doing a quick advert break, and then I'll and then we'll come on and talk about chapter three. That sounds good. Any particular choice of advert you fancy? Got anything that involves brandy? Because that that seems to be my life at the moment. What about the um, Ed Levice one? Oh, God, not that's, that one again. That's always available. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> All right, we'll be back after these short messages. Eddie and Sons. Eddie Lee Wise here. Our family-run business looks after all your sartorial needs. Whether you need something to turn your pink python purple or you want to wrap your buns up in a nice tight flight suit, Millsburn Ken can sort you right out. He's an expert at inside leg, and my wife Barb's is a whiz with a sewing machine. Bespoke tarting for you and your ship. Visit Eddie and Sons, plus my daughters, at Lave Station. Right, sir. Cough, please. <coughs> You've flown ships at max speed. You've felt the power of the 30 megawatt mining laser. You've experienced the efficiency of the MB4 mining machine. Wow. But it leaves every hardcore miner with just one question. Why can't I get a shave that's that fast, close and efficient? Introducing the Saracen MB5 shaving drone. It's so smooth. Combining the power of a mining laser with the convenience of a drone. It's like every hair is targeted by a fighter and destroyed. Saracen's patented shaving drone attaches to your face at the start of the day. Leave it to do its work, and when you come back to check, your face is shaved. He's so smooth. It's like I'm mining my face. The Saracen MB5 Shaving Drone. Now I feel manly. Saracen Shaving. Making shaving an unnecessary adventure.
space can be lonely. But sometimes that's just what you want. Choose your holiday, the gas giants of Alioth. Partying the night away in Yorkville on Aquila. Or even go back and find your ancestors on Earth. The Rockforth Corporation makes your holiday special. And will let nothing disturb you. And we're back in the room. So yeah, as Shan was talking about earlier, patch 3.2, otherwise known as Beyond Chapter 3, dropped around about 4 o'clock this afternoon, British time. Now, there's been a few, I guess you could say, big uh, key points in this, in that we've had some... Well, I- I'll ask you guys, what's, what's your favourite things from the patch notes or the new, the new stuff that's come in with this patch? Well, we're kind of going through in the list. Uh, I mean, obviously, the, the Guardian fighters are, I think, worth unlocking. Well, one of them is, two of them, the other two are worth it for the lols. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one thing that was, when Ed was talking about this in their live stream that they had to keep us amused whilst they patched the game, I think, let's see if I can find, Ed was saying it's it's fast, but not as fast as the Fed fighter. It's manoeuvrable, but not as manoeuvrable as the Imperial fighter. And it's tough, but not as tough as the Taipan. Which kind of makes me think, it's a track of all trades, so what's the chuffing point? It's a lot of fun. I mean, uh, you can, I can see Cal on screen. He very nearly crashed as soon as it came out of the ship. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, probably yeah. Probably Fed fighters anyway. As I say, the, the one he's in now is the one with the um, plasma repeaters. Mm. Uh, which is probably the... If you're relying on NPC crew, it's probably about the only one that's worth it. Um, there are two other variants. There's one with the shard cannon, and there's one with the gauss cannon. Uh, in other words, rail gun and drag cannons. Um, the disadvantage with the, the frag and the gauss cannon ones with NPCs is if you have the frag cannon one, NPCs fire from about a kilometer away, which means most of your ammo is just kind of wasted. And and the Gauss cannon one, um, if you have NPC crews, they can't actually aim at modules. Which, if you oh, have no. a railgun, is you know one of the key advantages of them. And also, was it the Gauss overheat. cannon that overheats you to high buggery? Uh, yes. Yeah, I I saw Will. I think it was firing that and going very very toasty very very quickly. Oops. Oops. Have you broken it, Grant? Yeah, I broke my new toy. Oops. I'm currently rolling across the planet surface trying to get back into control. Oh there we go. Okay, oh no, I'm still alive. That's that's pretty tough from what okay. I just rammed no. it into the ground at first. I, I think I've got right, I think I've got all my brandy now, so I will break okay. wing you're, and you're right. then if you can these yeah. we- these weapons make your uh, heat go up like a flipping timer. I'll, I'll, that's the plasma. Uh, repeaters you've got there, Cal. They're pretty. They are. They are pretty, are they? Well, so it's it's looked to be cow proof <laughs> at the moment. The fighter. He's had one. He's had one crash. Okay. So. So what should I take out? Should I take out this trident then? Yeah, you've got two tridents on in this current. Ship. Okay. 
another ship with the other two in it, so you yeah. can kind of... I did notice you've gone off and parked us so that we're pointing straight down at the ground. Just testing if you're awake. Oh dear. It's not very easy to play this on the uh, mouse and old keyboard. Let's see if I can shoot Ben out of the sky. So yeah, these these are pretty cool. Oh, shots. that's Shan, not Grant. Is Hi, Shan. Is that a puff of smoke? You? Whoa! <laughs> I like the Tron trails on them. I have to admit. So, let's see. If you if you come to halt, or I'll come to halt, and you can come in. And, uh, let's let's go and have a look at that from Ben's point of view. Right, I've become stationary so that you can uh, come in and have a look. I, these plasma guns are weird. Oh, well, have a look rather than have a go right through me. Oh, sorry. Where are you? Okay, I'll stop. There you are. So we'll stop and let Ben have a look at the ship. Uh, how do you describe it? You would describe it as a dart it's when a you've taken defender. the flights off it. A, d a dart when you've taken the what's off it? The flights. Okay. It kind of got a Star Fury vibe to it, isn't it? With the a little bit. Yeah. Grant, can you stay still a sec? I'm trying to rotate around and having a look at you. I'm trying to, but I'm on mouse and keyboard and it's not easy. All right, okay. But do you want to, shall I stay still or do you, you look at me? That's worse. <laughs> okay, yeah, I've got it. I've got it. I'm sussed. Okay, you sussed. Huh? Oh, well, so we'll fix it in post. Yeah, um, fine. yeah we need to. So, well, I would, am I I'd missing a bit of my like, ship? Uh, I think we both are. Our, our wings seem to be held on by Magic. blue, maybe. But this is something people have been saying in the forum, in that they, it's the first time we've sort of seen a force field holding bits of stuff together. Yeah. Although I guess we, we do, don't we see that in other Guardian tech when you go around their ruins that the bits suddenly start coming out and floating at you. Yeah, you do, don't you? It's, it's interesting. You do. do you think they'll... Yeah, speculation. Do you think they'll have a larger Guardian hybrid ship? And these are just oh, hell yes. Well, maybe they can just glue them all together and make a big one. Mm. You know, like the Power like Rangers them, moment where one of us shouts the secret magic word and all the bits rearrange themselves <laughs> into a gigantic space <laughs> robot that punches Thargoids no. right on the rectum. Oh, you, oh you know what would be funny. Not, not one of us says the secret magic word. The, one of the Guardian AIs says the secret <laughs> magic word. And then they form a big circle around the nearest planet and blow it up. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, don't know. I, mean, I, I would say, is it the, def is it the TIE Defender that's the three-wing one? I mean, I'm not going to say it's right. very wing commandery, but it's a bit wing commandery. Um, and to be honest, mm. you know, this is our first sort of uh, elite dangerous kind of foray into something as science fiction-y as, you know, separate parts held together by small blue lines. <laughs> but at least I like, I like how in the effect you can see... Wibbly wobbly bits going back and forth to use a technical term. Are, so, are Grant and I both in the same ship then, Shan? You yes. are, yeah. You are, yeah. Right. So, what's this plasma autocannon meant to be all about then? Well, it's it's a very similar oh, sorry, weapon man. to the um, the plasma repeater that you get in CQC. Apart from the fact that it takes half a second or so to charge up. Yes, yeah, so I think it's a I think it's a version. Not it's a guardian weapon basically. Mm. Um, 
And it seems to be pretty effective. I think DPS-wise, it's sort of in between the pulse laser and the beam laser on a human okay. ship. But it's just a lot of fun firing white blobs at people. Um, yeah, I mean, I. it's a bit like... It's got the same downside as the sneeze cannon in that I find I don't like the fact... When I, when I press my trigger, I don't expect to have to wait... What's that, about three quarters of a second before something gets shot? Yeah, but that's called anticipation. No, it's, it's called... No, if, if, I, if, I, if I want to shoot, I want to shoot now. Not in half a second's time or something. It's the only thing I'd say about it, and that's what, one of the reasons why I, I don't like the sneeze cannon either. Because I just... I want to press my fire button and it goes. Um... So may, I might I might prefer the rail. Is it the rail gun that you? That's the other ones. Yeah, yes. well, I'll, I'll pop all, in. all of these have the same, no, same no, issue. The, the frag cannon is is pretty instant. Uh, the Gauss cannon is like a rail gun in that you need to charge it up. Okay, so the like Gauss cannon same, but the frag cannons shoot and well, you'll be. Yeah, but you have to be really close for the frag cannons to work. Obviously. It's, yeah, but you, you're in an SLF, so close as your friend. Uh, yeah, that's right. No. But yeah, I like the fact that they're um, that they're hybrid ships rather than pure guardian things, because um, yeah, the chances of us understanding, let alone having an interface that would actually work for humans. So we're seeing in the moment in the, in the usual like glowy blue thing. Do you think they'll have like ship dyes where you can dye the blue to why not? Oh, uh, well, you mean the the glowy blue bits? Oh, like the the engine. Well, would it be the same as the engine color and the the gun colors that we have at the moment? Possibly, yeah. Possibly. I mean, have you tried applying gun and engine colors to these? Not recently, no. Well, not recently. Not you only just bought them. Not, meant, not, not, not. Yeah, shall we say? I'm just not. Let's just say no, shall we? Yeah. So yeah have we got um, any nice? Have we got any nice tight canyons? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Do we have a nice tight canyon for me to fly down? I think this one is pretty close. You can, okay. you, can okay. uh, you, you, you can do the, uh, you can duck down into the crack of the tight canyon just down here. Yeah, I, I, I am flying right down the crack. Okay, I'm going to come fully you in. Oh god, if I could stop bloody <laughs> bouncing off the. Yeah, blood. I'm just, I'm just widening the hole for you, Grant. I seem to be sparking. It's, it is, it, it's such a. Shame, really, that Colin isn't on the show today because I think he yeah. would have. Yeah, should we actually? You should give <laughs> a shout out to Colin, really, shouldn't we? Because uh, totally, yeah. If anyone, He's... yeah, is everyone has not seen his uh, posts and updates, he has gone through uh, an extremely difficult health, uh, unexpected health issue. Oh, Colin's probably the fittest one on the show. Oh, definitely, and he is currently recovering well in hospital, and uh, we're sending huge love and support to you, and we're not going to at all suggest that the Drabble Show nearly killed him, um, oh. but the Drabble Show nearly killed him. It didn't really, it was after that. Um, <laughs> You're quite proud of that fact, aren't you, Grant? Well, no, I just I just love the fact I'm going to have to record a sort of you know safety announcement at the beginning of the Drabble Show. Oh, we, need, we need that for Dockers anyway, so you just can't you just use the same one? Well, probably. But yeah, so Colin, we hope you get well soon and get back to us. Even though I said he was yeah, banned, totally. banned from doing the show until he's better, um, it looks like he'll be back because he poured out his bloody box. Mm. But, is, uh, is it eight weeks off or something like that? He's been told to have. 
I, I don't know. No, I don't know. I mean, he's it's yeah. We just all wish him really well and uh, a very mm. speedy recovery. And yeah, we hope that uh, they work out what happened to your manhood. <laughs> I think his manhood's okay. It's his heart that's the issue, isn't it? But yeah, that amongst amongst that in his face. But isn't that where a man's heart is? No, a man's heart's in his stomach. Anyway, yeah, Colin, get well soon, and we're, we're looking forward yeah. to hear from you soon. Indeed, we we miss and we love you and all that malarkey, all that touchy feely stuff. It's not allowed that. Right, he's, anyway. he's got to keep um, here. Back to uh, back back to the show notes. So <laughs> there's been quite a few changes and stuff in terms of Guardian goodies and not just nifty fighters, but it's not just so? Guardian goodies; it's other goodies. I don't know, have I got the right show notes, the right, sorry, not the right show notes, but the right patch notes? Because to me, I'm used to seeing, like, what, pages and pages and well, pages. Well, you used to pages and pages, aren't we? Yes. And this is considerably a, a post. Oh. oh, you can just do that, Shan. I wanted to dock. I was looking forward to that. Oh, I got recalled. Yeah, I, you can dock. Shan, I'm, about, I'm just about to change to the, the other two ships. So you Shan, can Shan just pulled us both up, both off. It's not fair. So, Guardian, new Guardian sites and the Guardian Beacon. Yeah, well, I can't believe one, I can't believe that a Guardian Beacon's already. Is it the Guardian Beacon that's been found, or the? I know. I think a, a Beacon has definitely been found already, um, which maybe doesn't surprise me massively because Ramtar went off and posted a. Oh, we seem to have a. And there's been one been found in. Sn- S- Sniffy KU F B44 4, which is about 700 light years from Sol. Um, I love the way these names just flow off the tongue, don't they? They, well, they really do. So, Senufa or something. I don't know how he writes it. Yeah, so. It's a, it's a weird it, name. It looks to be the sequence of what we've been able to ascertain is you do stuff at the beacons of the ship. <clears throat> And then you need to do more stuff on a Guardian site. That yeah, I mean it sounds. Uh, yeah, should we? We won't say. Should we not say what you need to do? Which it could kind of counter spoilers, couldn't it? Yeah, just said stuff. That's why. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm just because I I do have written in what some people have tried and they got some results, but let's not say that. So we you do stuff and stuff happens, which points you to more stuff and more stuff will probably happen. That's a, that sounds fair, doesn't it? It also um, sounds completely useless information, but yeah, that's too. Oh, you can't really give useful information without keeping it spoiler-free, or whilst keeping it spoiler-free. True. The other. So we're about to try the other two Guardian fighters, so oh. we'll cover that okay, when okay. we come back. But, but um, people have found a new Thargoid variant called the yes, Hydra. the Hydra. Who, who'd have thought they'd call it the Hydra, eh, Shan? I know it's predictable, really, but um, <laughs> it's in the non-human signal source threat nine, um, and uh, I think we I think we should issue a health warning for Colin when going up against these I things. Think, I think Colin already saw something about them, and he's he's already got his brown underwear on order from Amazon. Yeah, from what I've been able to gather, they have eight hearts. Which I think is a more um, more hearts than a Medusa. Um, <laughs> Can they not I'm give not... more to Colin? <laughs> sorry, 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 Some, sorry. Someone's going to hell. <laughs> I'm already there. Anyway, it's got eight hearts of its own, 
and mm. none of them donatable. Um, uh, so I believe the Medusa has seven. Now, what we don't know is whether the hearts regenerate uh, in the same way as the Medusa do. does. I've been called a Hydra. It speculated. It, it wouldn't surprise me if they had. If you shoot from two, grow back. Well, no, you probably have to kill them all at once. So you can't just deplete a heart at a time. You have to deplete one heart. You have to get, say, one heart down to 50% and then the other heart, all the hearts down to, say, a certain percentage and then go around and again. Kill, the, kill them all in, within a certain time period. Yeah, that's right, yeah. That would make sense to me. I've got, no, I don't, I don't think anyone's got that far even killing one heart yet, but, you know, just speculation. Um and it has a swarm size of, I believe, of 128. Okay, so how many was the other ones? I think it was 96 from a um, Medusa. That's not a lot more than the Medusa, then. Um. But it, it does look awesome. There, there's a video link I, I put in the show notes. And yeah. I think, uh, there's been a number of people have found them, and yeah, it looks completely vicious. I'm assuming cool. that they're lurking around uh, the Pleiades again, yes? Uh, I'm not sure where they've been out, where they're found. I think they're just sort of scattered all over. I don't think they're all in right, human okay. space yet. Because um, I know these things usually seem to show up at the, the Pleiades. Oh, apparently you, you've kicked us out of multi-crew, Shan. I have, because I can't change ship while in multi-crew. Oh, okay. In that case, then, I will... Stay here, I will not collect any more brandy, and then I'll accept second invite. Um, yeah, me too. But they, yeah, they do sound... The, the new the new Thargoids sound rather hairy. <laughs> Have you seen them? Not yet, actually, no. You're, so you're saying they're giant space wookie insects? Do we have it? Uh, there must be pictures of them somewhere. Well, I I'm assuming there's a picture of one somewhere. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, there's one on Reddit, I think. There's one on Reddit of them. Okay. But they're, 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 super, they're extra spiky and okay. mean looking. Yeah, they, they are. They're, they look more similar to the bases that people find on the planet. You know how a lot of them is, is, are very mm -hmm. naked and organic looking. Uh, this right. They have that kind oh, of look about them. They've got the... I'm looking at that video that you linked... And they've got, you know, that how how during one of the frontier talks that they gave one of the deep dives, they showed all the pretty patterns you could make out of thargoid uh, thargoids, and it's it's this is actually looking like the thargoids doing their their shiny little dance that looks amazing um, before the commander in this thing went off and died. So you can see them doing their spin and then they push around and. It just look, that looks so cool. The stuff that they, the the way they've got the swarming behavior, and the flocking behavior working on the thargoids is great. But the, you know, to, to look, when you look at the show notes for all those bits and pieces, obviously you've got the weapon list and stuff. There's an awful lot of fixes for the Xbox I noticed as well, which is good news. I know there were some people asking yet again about other um, Xbox performance improvements. Which I, have to, I didn't realise there was a problem with uh, performance on the Xbox. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm, yeah, uh, I, it's not. I've not really played an awful lot on the Xbox other than the evening, so I've not really been in a situation where you know I would require performance to be of a certain nature or testing the the level of performance in any way that I would 
notice. But mm. it's always. I know, have interest. I thought actually. the benefit of the, the likes of the um, Xbox version is the fact that it's a console, and therefore, it's entirely feasible that it's just going to be fine. Do you know if you can do the streaming service from a console? Yeah. Okay, so I could I could go on to say sorry did I an say Xbox? yes? I mean, I said yes, I, you I, did. I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> you sounded yes. You sounded very definite about your yes. <laughs> I realised that when you started speaking the way you were speaking, then I realised I don't have a clue. Um, <laughs> again, what, what, okay. where, where you're going down is the root of silliness, really, isn't it? If you buy a console so that you can play a virtual PC, maybe. Oh, I mean, I'm thinking the, the, along the lines of the your, reason I'm thinking about that is. It's actually my brother-in-law, where he's got his version of Elite and his Lifetime Expansion Pass, and then they went off and said, Mac users, it sucks to be you! Right. Um, so now he basically plays on his PlayStation. Um, um, I, think but... it's, it's, I think it's one of these things when if they bring the app, which does tend to happen, I mean, it's only a matter of time before you know they package it up, because it's still relatively new, but till they package it up right. for the likes of Amazon Fire Sticks, and then, yeah, it's only a matter of time before it'll plug into the likes of an Xbox app. would be awesome if it were on a Fire Stick, wouldn't it? Well, I mean, all it is is, you know, is a USB interface. It's an APK, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is actually that's very true. So I mean, okay, this may not be the best iteration of the this kind of future computing and stuff, but it's pretty damn good at this point, and that's impressive to say. The number of bugs I've hit have been none. Um, I've been able to do. I want. I've been able to pass my microphone feed from the machine I'm on through the app into the app, which is wow. So you could even so you could run Discord and talk on talk on Discord using it and things. We could broadcast live radio from crumbs. Well, it's particularly relevant since um, Nvidia launched the uh, two thousand series graphics card, didn't they? With the top end is now mm-hmm. twelve hundred quid. So. <laughs> Chuffing how you can buy a whole computer for that. Oh, yeah. Go- going back to the uh, 3.2 thing, I guess. Oh, yes. um, there's this been a whole new set right. of weapons from brokers as well, particularly the um, Guardian weapons come in class one sizes now. So, yeah, they're not smaller. Which has um, apparently, I-, I haven't seen the video, all I've seen is a screenshot, which has apparently allowed someone to kill a Cyclops in a Sidewinder. Wow. <laughs> That's impressive, that is. But I haven't seen the video, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that they, it was confirmed or not, but I saw the bill and it looks feasible for how they've done mm-hmm. it. But yes, yeah, so thanks to these new weapons from the brokers, you can then, yeah. um, you can hold your own against, against the Cyclops, which is pretty good okay. news, really, because previously people have thought, oh, you must need a big expensive ship to uh, kill a uh, you know, Cyclops and a big Thargoid and stuff yeah. like that. Well, with with weapons this size now, it, it opens it up to to smaller ships with cheaper rebuys. Yep, indeed. So, uh, it's, I mean, it does. It's it is a good thing. I, I've just got so little interest in killing Thargoid. Still, it's, it's the only thing I feel kind of bad about. It's like, okay, yeah, you got all these things, but I don't want to kill a Thargoid. I like the Thargoids. Yeah, I'd rather go off and kill. Empress uh, um, Duval and things like that. 
Uh, we'll come on to that in a bit, actually. We need to have a chat about it, because it's, it's, it's his cow's favourite subject, I think, is, is how interesting <laughs> Galmet is. So, uh, yes. yeah, new weapons. Um, we have another um, ship from the VW Audi Skoda group. <laughs> hey, I like my Chieftain. I know I'm not flying it anymore, but I do like my Chieftain. I just see why. What do you, you mean, know? why? Well, we didn't really need it, did we? didn't really need another okay so you're thinking again. where does it where does it fall into things well no i think shan's on the in the camp of why is this another modification you put an extra tissue box in and you give it a new name <laughs> kind of ship so we, we want, we want yeah. new ships mm-hmm. new ships but you know maybe the guardians are the are the trade-off in this one and maybe we can start getting because the alliance has always been to be the kind of mismatch of ships taking the old discarded imperial mm-hmm. ships the federation and then welding them together into monstrosities of frankenstein ships maybe we'll see the alliance start putting out maybe part thargoid ships that would be awesome wouldn't it I, i'm not sure it would be but what i'm just thinking in terms of the niche it fits if you look at the internals of the um, of the Crusader, you're kind of limited because your fighter bay, you only have a class six in there for a fighter bay, and you start thinking, well, what do I drop? What do I lose from that? That really matters. And when you fight Thargoids, you're pretty much certain to die at least a couple of times when you learn it. So why would you take a, a high-ranking NPC crew onto a... Crusader that you know is going to get blown up and lost. It just seems a bit. I don't know. I'm seeing. I'm looking, I'm looking in the chat tonight, and there's there's a lot of a lot of differing uh, opinions. Uh, we got uh, Sci-Fi Man or Jimmy the Mug, who's talking about the fact that yeah, his Xbox and he wanted the sort of same deals in the Xbox as he had in his PC and couldn't get them. Um, but they are running the same versions, uh, Jimmy. So I mean, you're not getting just he says just a basic Horizons game. No, it's got the updates. In fact, it should have got the updates today. Is that all right? Should they all go live to the same, the same time, don't they? They do, yeah. Um, yeah. Cal, the um, I think Ben's nicked the Zeeshan ship. Oh, the wee sod. Uh, that's all right. I'll go out and crash into him. Something thirty says he said, you can say what you like. The Guardian SLF looks amazing. Yes, it does. Should we go and have a look at the Ben fighter then? Um, while we're here, I've got to go back to that machine there, down there, and yeah, Ben's taken it out, right? I'm coming out in the javelin, Ben. Prepare yourself. We're in a conflict zone, so you can see how well they perform against other ships, but we can look at the Tron trials, I think, uh, Frontier, didn't they? Yeah. I don't actually know how to target with the emission keyboard, is it T? So, so, so I think this is this is this one's more the tie in the the tie um, intercept whatever it's called look, isn't it? Because that's that's definitely tie fighter vibe, isn't it? Yeah, well, we can just find where Ben's gone. Or actually, from that angle, Ben, it looks like the Minbari um, fighter, doesn't it? That had the reverse wings, didn't it? With the remember Babylon Five. It looks kind of silent-y, doesn't it? As well, it does. It needs a little red. Sort of woo woo light, isn't it? At the, at the front. Ben's in combat. Uh, okay, I'm going to choose the law party. Um, so we'll uh, things will heat up. Okay, okay, we're in combat. These are uh, with the mouse and keyboard. It's almost a little bit too nifty. <laughs> Let's bring the speed down a bit. 
see if I can actually get my a ship in my sights and keep it in my sights. So it's going a bit quiet here as we are. Ben and I are um, taking. Oh, I've just feel, I've been talking my head off, and I have my but my my microphone muted. So what were you saying then, Ben? What can't you remember now? I've been moaning about the fact this thing takes half a bloody second to charge its weapons up as well. But that's, like, that's part of the skill of, of anticipatory flying, Ben. No, it sucks. Yeah, he wants gimbal chips. I don't need gimbals, I just want to actually hit the thing where I'm pointing at when I shoot the trigger. Oh god, never get into a fight when you're in a blooming mouse and keyboard mode. But, I've always known oh, I'm not a fan PvP, of... That's PvP meta, Cal. Mouse well, and keyboard. Mouse and keyboard is actually meant to be better for PvP and things. I've never tried it, but I have, I've heard about it. Maybe it's just my mouse is a bit... Um... So what's the uh, what's what's the view on the on those two fighters? Did they look better than they fight, or what do you reckon? I tell you, they what, look you... better. Than, I I wouldn't I would not trade in my Taipan with a pulse cat with beam laser for this. To be honest. Oh, I, I think the mix is because he. What I tended to find is uh, I used to have a um, a Taipan and mm. a, a Imperial fighter. As my two yeah. ships. Yeah, I usually have a type. Well, either two Taipans or a Taipan and a Fed fighter. Even though I'm actually flying the Imperial Cutter. The fire, the firing pattern uh, is quite a spread. Sort of the way I freaking fly it. Come on, shoot this! Oh, I can. Um, I, I can shoot you if you like. Oh, something's shooting me. That's the problem. Yeah, so if you see what I mean about the NPC crew... What's happening uh, to my ship? This is weird. Yeah, you're saying about your NPC crew, Sean. Yeah, sorry. So if, if, I'm using, if I was using an NPC crew, I think these two ships wouldn't be as good as a human counterpart, simply because mm. frag cannons and whatnot, I just don't think suit it as a, as a loadout. Oh, I, don't know how, I don't know how well the AI controls fly. The AI might be perfect with having something that takes half a second to charge up and it probably fly, takes half a second to charge up better than I can handle it oh are, you, are, you in the, are you in the Gauss one? Or are you yeah, in the... I'm in the Gauss yeah, I think I will pass it back mm. to Ben to, to entertain as I am going it does fly nice, I'll agree there but oh, I don't like the fact it takes so long to charge mm. but that's the entire reason why I don't use the sneeze cannon and yeah. things either so, hey so, do you think they'll they'll add um, engine colours and stuff like that to it? Because it is kind of begging for it, really, isn't it? Oh, it's going to have to get engine colours and things. We need them, obviously. Or would that kind of detract from the hybrid nature of it? No. Like it would just be rip. absolutely awesome. I don't know, because Guardian Tech is blue, isn't it? That shiny blue thing. And if you could colour it, I don't know, it'd just look like someone's died the ship. No, I think it would be, I still, I think it'd be awesome. I think it's important that, you know, as the sort of main marketing and covering the costs for the servers and stuff, that they do continue to offer these kind of um, pointless and fruitless and, you know, unimportant customizations just to keep keep. Do you have any turrets, actually, Shan? I don't think you uh, have any turrets. Not here, no. 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 I wouldn't let you no. lose them anyway. With your track record. <laughs> hey, I just got to try shooting you. Right. Anyway, I'm going to jump back and resume loading my yeah. We've, we've had uh, a my type, them, type ten because I do. They are shiny, but I don't. I can't actually see myself wanting them. 
which I think is a shame. And that's predominantly because I don't like the weapons they've got. Um, call me old-fashioned, but I want giving pulse cannons and beam lasers. So do you oh. think if they had a beam laser laser version, it would have? Oh God, yeah. Give me give me a beam laser on one of those things, and I'd be, I'd I'd be all over that. But the current weapons, they're not for me. Uh, would be my thoughts on it. Um, Leaf crew, there we go. Well, I'm going to jump out now, which means your cow is going to go boom, which is a great shame. But anyway, let cow try and dock because that'd be funny. Oh, okay. Oh no, not with this mouse. <laughs> That's why it'll be funny. Uh, it's too late. Okay, I'm already back in my seat. Ah, oh. oh, anyway. Okay, so we'll carry on with the show notes and the stuff like that, and we can we can cut the the pauses out. But yeah, so they're the guardian fighters. I I like them. I think they're a lot of fun. Um, I think they look fun. I just don't think they are fun. Well, there, are, there are new planetary missions, aren't there, and things like yes. that, in which the Guardian fighters are probably quite well suited, because what I like about the, the Pulse Cannon one is it's got reasonable DPS. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, pretty much, it's just about as maneuverable as the Imperial fighter. With um, it's a, Basically, as you say, it's a jack-of-all-trades, but what it, what it does do is it gives you a good solid fighter to use because the disadvantages of the of the, of the Taipan is it's really slow and a bit of a tank mm-hmm. but it's got it's got a high you know it's robust the um both the federal and the imperial fighters you know again they're a bit weak and they're not hugely durable and this seems to give a good balance between both of them and i think that's why i like them yeah i just think I mean, ignoring the fact that the the weapons are all the Guardian weapons are mainly aimed at anti-Thargoid operations, correct? Well, these the, these ones seem to do reasonable damage against um, human okay. targets as well. So it's it, it, not like the AX weapons that basically just bounce off human ships and don't mm. do anything hardly. These, these seem to be effective on both. Okay. Um. But it, I just, it does raise the question of which would be better to fly against pirates and things like that in the bubble. And I think I'd, st- I think I'd be better with a, with one of the existing things, whether it's a Fed fighter or, or an fighter or the Taipan. I just think you'd be better flying that, doing the normal nine to five stuff. Well, what, what, the way my loadout, I think it's going to be, certainly initially, mm. is I'm going to get rid of my Imperial fighter and replace it with a Guardian fighter. So I'll have a Taipan and a Pulse Cannon Guardian fighter. Yeah. So I used to use the Imperial fighter for just speed and almost like catching aggro uh, while my Corvette or whatever ship was in caught up with them, you see. So uh-huh. now I can have extra durability in that sort of fire and forget mode. Basically, I treat fighters like chaff with guns. Fair enough, then, yeah. I mean, And they are good like that. You can just... If you get interdicted by something that you don't want to have to deal with, you can just say, fighter, go off and shoot them, and you run away. Yeah, or you use it for just annoying them, keeping aggro while you catch up. So, mm-hmm. I don't think I'd go for an all-Guardian fighter loadout. Um, no, so, I'd no, probably have a mixture. Um, but, I mean, seeing as most of... I don't do anti thargoid operations and the uh, pew pew I do is usually against human ships. I think I'll probably keep with 
either a Fed fighter or my Taipan, to be honest. It's interesting, actually, because well, you, you're talking about the fact that, you know, it's not something you engage in, <clears throat> and that's actually a point that X-Pain's bringing up, because he's kind of already over the Thargoid Guardian story and wants it to get done with so he can get back to sort of focusing on the game, but his point is that, you know, these have zero effect on the bubble and are completely optional, whereas if they're mm-hmm. meant to be sort of story-driven, um, critical stuff, then it shouldn't be something that you can avoid. Well, yeah. someone made a point, an interesting point on Reddit, I think it was, and um, it was about power creep in, in the game, which is something that immediately kind of attracted my attention. And they were saying, isn't it convenient that we suddenly get a whole load of new weapons, and then the instant that happens, the Thargoids turn up with something bigger and better. So <laughs> it's almost like what you're doing is you, you are, you're setting a bar, and then instantly the enemy matches that particular bar, you know, just for the sake of you know, balance or something. So, you know, the reality would be that either the Thargoids would roll out these super ships and we'd have to fight to catch up in the weapons, or there'd be a, a lag between us getting hybrid Guardian weapons and the Thargoids catching up. It wouldn't almost be a tit for tat. That's kind of how real life works as well, though, really, isn't it? Not really. No, don't, don't you it's think... There's always a lag. There's, there's always... No. Well, one side always has an advantage for a bit. That's, that's what I'm out. saying. It's so, that's what that's what I thought. Sorry, that's what I thought you were getting at. And I was like, yeah, well, that's that. One side has an advantage, then you counter it. Maybe you overtake a little bit, then you counter their advantage, rinse and repeat, and you're always you're yeah, always one-upping each other. Uh, and this poster's point was, this doesn't that doesn't happen here. So we've got a whole new, a whole lot of new shiny guardian weapons, mm. and there's an instant response. There isn't there isn't a time delay. Yeah, so, okay, so they're saying there should be, say, a couple of weeks' time delay before we go and get the Thargoids coming in with their their um, USS-9. Yeah, or, or or preferably they come in with the USS-9 and then we develop a and response then, to it. Well, could that, be, could that be how it was meant to have been, seeing as we were meant to go off and try to find these Guardian things and then go off and figure out how we un- unlock and engineer it and all that kind of stuff? But, but we've, we've already got of... the tech. We've already got and, the tech, though, haven't we? Or in, and, in, in, in the universe, we've already got yeah. the tech. And that's what that's what really annoys me about this is that we've got you know this tech that we've got is supposedly coming from this stuff that Ramtar detected yesterday, or detected this morning actually, or this afternoon. You know how the hell has it been reverse engineered and figured out and dumped out to us already? Because you went off and sniffed at some Guardian ruins several months ago. And that's what that takes us back to why I'm actually a bit upset that it didn't require grind from the new Guardian stuff to get the the Guardian ship launch fighters. Yeah, I guess I'm just Colin's back in the, in the chat from his um, exam. Um, so hi, Colin. Welcome again. Uh, Colin just said, for most commanders, there is a time delay. You still have to go get the components. Um, that's true, but in the but in the um, in the context of the story and of the game, it's the technology's there, and it's all you're waiting for is um, you being able to afford to buy it, so to speak, or get it. It was it was about the technological release as opposed to the actual ability to a player to get to, to get it. Which is why it should have required stuff from the Guardian thing. Well, yeah, but if you. <sighs> 
This is very much a case of damned if they do and damned if they don't, because if they were to sort of stage the the release of these things, then people would be bored and annoyed that they can't get access to it as quickly as they want because they've been following the story unlike everyone else. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, this is kind of like the carrot and stick after the fact. So not many people are following the story, so let's create a reason for them. Then everyone goes, oh, but they've got them first and oh, no, this doesn't make any sense. And they are kind of damned if they do and damned if they don't because for gameplay yeah. sense, they, you know, you're... This patch being released is kind of like where you all should be, which is at the end of the previous information, and like Shan, ready to go, rock and roll. You've done all the bits and pieces, you're fully aware of what's coming, and then that's the kind of time delay in the catch-up stage. And unfortunately, obviously, the way that a game works is, uh, unless you have multiple different patch days or a way of introducing a new ship type, and being able to sort of stage and delay it, but you know what the elite players are like. The minute the patch goes live, we've wow. already got in there and found everything. That as well, yeah. I mean, I, I was very impressed when I found out they've already found some of the guardian, the new guardian things. I, I was kind of hoping that was going to take at least a couple of days to find something. Oh, are you kidding? Do you remember you get all the blooming special interest sites and things? And that's the that that is the problem because if they hold back stuff, then they slow the game movement down, and then people get annoyed and bored, and there's nothing ever new. And if they go too fast, then people say it's too easy for new players to get access to all this stuff that's taking me months. And all those kind of things. So I mean, it's a it's a very fine balancing act. Um, I I think I'm kind of in the same camp as Stoops X. What's the point? I'm out in the black doing hee haw, and there's no Thargoids. I should be at risk out here because I'm miles away from any assistance. Yeah, but you're also but miles away from any Thargoids. Am I? But can you imagine the salt if explorers got blown up after a year in the void? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh yes, uh, but, and, uh, yeah. I think yeah. I think something thirties is correct. They they do try to do the impossible, and there is a no win scenario. Um, and I, I do completely agree. I've just been the, the devil's advocate of, of putting the point across. That's someone I thought was quite an interesting food for thought. Yeah, well, I think um, uh, X Pain is thinking along the lines of. Uh, um, a games like uh, what was it, Planet Side Two, and to a certain extent the current new game, which is um, oh, I nearly called it Scrotum again. It's not. It's um, <laughs> Scriptum, um, Post Scriptum, where okay. you know it's kind of like you've got different sides in a conflict and they battle over an area, and once you've won it, it can be won back off you. Certainly in Planet Side Two, it's a larger scale, and if you had that with the Thargoids where they moved in. And then you could fight back and and push them back from that system and stop them advancing. That would be a more what, active and live universe. Isn't that what the Thargoids attacking the bases are meant to be? Uh, the Coriolis is what meant to be all about. Yeah, but it doesn't quite pan into sort of <laughs> and it, I, it doesn't. Lore. And I mean, that's where I, I. It's kind of a more of a sort of space age. It's a knockout. Yeah, and I'm feeling t- I I don't like standing so negative here. I don't because I'm 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 enjoying doing what I'm doing, but what and I love the atmosphere of the Thargoids, um, the bases that are you fly in and you're all on fire and you get heat damage and it's I love that stuff, but it basically it boils down to filling yet another jar full of of beans. 
I mean, exploration. And so many thousand people have to fill up their jars of beans, and we save so many people, and we we repair so many things. And but you know, for, for for all all that they've talked about in exploration, getting some love and stuff, you still go out there, and unless you're going down onto planets, you you'll not stumble. Well, I'm, I'm saying that it's just a case of maybe I've not done it yet, but you don't stumble across something odd. You know, you you, you jump into Super Cruise, you arrive in this new system miles away, and there's something odd, uh, a green cloud of, uh, you know, a, a rot chemicals that you fly through that start to well, rot. Well, they kind of opened that up, though, didn't they? If you remember the, the Lavecon presentation. The lightning. With the lightning and yes. all that sort of stuff. And but that's all chapter three, isn't it? Chapter yeah, they did say that if you fully map a planet, you're more likely to find mysterious things. On it, um, so I think we just need to sort of see what happens with that. But it looks as though the building's potential for the anomaly of the week kind of thing. Anomaly of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that so, could be interesting. So anyway, there is other stuff as well, wasn't there? There was the um, engineers in Colonia, which operate in a different way, don't they? I think I agree with what they're doing here. Do you, do you want to explain what the? Do, do you want to explain to people what they're doing, Shan? And why they're doing it, and then we'll see what happens. Well, as far as I've been able to ascertain, it, it's almost like you unlock engineers by doing the engineer community goal. <laughs> in, in, in that you can you unlock the engineer by being grade five with one of their best mates uh, in the bubble, and that you can then do a few a role, get a few materials, and that will get you to level one. To get to subsequent levels, I think they currently max out at level three. It's then however many engineering stuff other people have done that unlocks subsequent levels. So if no one unlock, if, if no one does any grade three roles for a colonial engineer, then it doesn't matter what happened. It will always stay at level two. So it's, it's like a CG hmm. for engineers. I, I believe that's how it works. I haven't gone out to Colonia to try, but I, I think that's the gist of it. And presumably that will go all the way up to level 5 eventually. Yes, although people have, only, have said they've only been able to get to, or theoretically, there's only level 3 is the is the maximum, which is a bit unfortunate. That but... surprises me, actually. I mean, from listening to them talking earlier, it sounded like the whole point of it being this way was to allow the guys in Colonia anything you can... Oh, not anything you can get in the bubble, but the majority of what you get in the bubble. But you see what I would... Yeah. It what, takes what a bit I of time to get do, it. Yeah, I mean, what I would do, I think, if I was going out to Colonia, is I would pin a level 5 blueprint. Say, I don't know, French mm -hmm. drive boosting or um, shield boosters or whatever it was. I'd pin the level 5 in um, the bubble. And then I would then use the engineer to unlock the experimental. I, to be honest, I suspect I'd probably do that myself, assuming I was aware enough and thinking about it. Uh, the other thing I'd probably go off and do is actually just engineer myself in the bubble and then fly it out to the to Colonia. But I guess the whole point is trying to make Colonia self-sufficient for when the bubble gets all overtaken and we all die horribly. I think it's it's a good idea because they've had they've got uh, shipyards, haven't they? On yes. uh, so they basically make they're basically making Colonia 
you say, more self-sufficient. And the engineers out there was needed. And I think Frontier should be applauded by having this CG-style mechanism for engineers out there, because it's something different. And it's, well, it's something different that's the same. Yeah, uh, but if you think makes about... Sense. So if you think about it, the Colonia community seems to be a lot more tight-knit mm. than the bubble community. Yeah, I think so that's fair I, I, I think it's. I think it's a good move. Um, I just hope they can get unlocked to level 5. Uh, it'll be a, it will be a tragedy if they can't get up to uh, level 5. Because um, yeah, just, you just kind of raise this, well, what's the point if you can't? Yeah. And the next thing is there are two new wing missions. Uh, there's there's a hack and disable. These are on planetary bases, I believe. Yes. Um, I haven't had a chance to try them out yet. I just I read about it in the thing, and I guess more wing mission templates is a good thing. That's um, right. And so this will be yet more stuff for them to go off and go off and do. And wing missions are quite fun. I, I enjoy doing wing missions things. And it's all related to that. Um, I haven't tried this, but apparently bulk delivery missions have changed. This caught me by surprise. I was I did a bulk delivery mission earlier, just after after the patch dropped. And in the past, whenever you had a bulk delivery mission, it's been like, you know, please transfer 100 tons of bio waste to Slough. And they go off and they give you 100 tons of bio waste, and you fly it over to Slough, and you complete your mission, and you're done. Whereas now, it's actually these missions now work more like the wing missions worked. So, you know, the, the bulk delivery wing missions, you go off and you get your 700 tons of stuff, but you've yeah, got to go off and deliver 1,000 tons. Source no, not, no, not the source and deliver ones, the bulk delivery ones. You collect 1,000 tons. Say you, you got 3,000 tons of stuff to deliver, but you collect 500 of it or however big your, your ship your hold is, from the mission screen and the ah, place right, that's yeah. giving the mission, and you say, okay, give me 500 tons, fly it over to Slough, give them 500 tons of bio-waste, return to Lave, get another 500 tons of bio-waste, fly to Slough, drop it off, rinse and repeat. And this is exactly the same idea, except it's only maybe 100 tons or something like that. And I actually think it's a good idea, because it means, okay, fine, if you've got your... 700 ton type 9 or whatever, then you can go and do it in one go, but if you've got a 30 ton Cobra, you could still go off and do a 2 million credit a 2, a 2 million credit mission that requires you to ship 100 tons it just takes you 3 trips Yeah, I like that mechanic So, it just you've got to be aware of it the first time you go and do it, then it'll just it'll fall in very naturally, and it makes it makes a lot of sense, and I think it's a good thing. Um, but I didn't see that anywhere in the patch notes, so you know, be, be warned that things have changed. So double-check your missions before you just fly off into the black. Now, there was something they mentioned on stream, the Triple Elite Deckle, which yes. everyone got really excited about. They really did. Um, but then it turns out it's not until 3.3. Yeah, that was a bit of an oopsie, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, that it's it's going to be the next patch. Um, but hey ho, and it means you do know what people are going to be saying though. Well, hang on, I've got triple elite and five commanders. Can I get a quintuple elite or whatever 
or quintuple triple leaps no. patch. No, Hanky. No. <laughs> you know he's going to be asking for it. Triple elite is, un- is only gold. Give me one in unicorn blood or something. Titanium. Thargoid. Thargonium. And, and then there's been an update on the on Frexpo, hasn't there? Or Frontier Expo. As it, should call it, it is basically confirming what David said uh, when he was on air a good month or so ago, wasn't it? That they will do a Frontier Expo when they're ready to do a Frontier Expo. Stop asking about it. Is that the words that they wow. use? Because that's a bit. That's a bit. That's a bit that, strong. That, that, that's probably that's, that's about my it, way of saying it. I think, yeah. rather than what David would say. I'm sure uh-huh. David would say it far nicer than I would. Yeah, along the lines of when we have got something to, to have an expo about, we'll do an expo, which is a little bit nicer than shut up, you bunch of winders. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm actually find that a little bit disappointing. Not well, not just because I had a great time at last year's expo. But if they're waiting for something to tell us that's worth telling us, then I think it's just I how think far you're away reading a little bit too much into it. So you're thinking by not having one, they're suggesting that there's nothing interesting happening, and therefore you're reading it oh, backwards. I'm sure there's lots of in- <laughs> I'm sure there's lots of interesting stuff happening at Frontier. It's just it's not ready to tell us, and I find that a little bit well, we, disappointing. We know that's always the case that Frontier will not. We've, well, we know they're working on um, 3.4. Sorry, 3.3 or whatever the hell. Chapter 4. We know they're working on the paid-for content, whatever the hell that is this year. It could well be the Elite thighs. Thighs. They're not quite ready for feet yet, so we're going to have <laughs> move at least, on these. At least off a thigh. Elite toenails. <laughs> no, because that's getting down into your feet again. Anyway, so we just have to wait and see with that one. Yeah, I mean... I, I, I'm not saying that Frontier are going to do this, but we well we have to remember that Frontier Expo is about all of their games, not just Elite. So Frontier would probably want to have something fairly chunky to say about Elite and about. Did they not say that they had some other? There is other yet another game in, that there is in development. Yeah. Yes. Hush, 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 hush. Don't know what it is. But yes. That could be exposable. Oh, and that could be exposable. But we we know that. Well, we we've been told at last year's Frexpo Fre- that some kind of paid for DLC, whatever the hell that's going to be, is happening this year. Not a lot of time left, is there? Not a lot of time left. Um, it's right. I'm just, I'm just having secret bets with myself for how long it is before Cow gets trapped in a jet cone of a neutron star was... and can't get out. <laughs> um, I'm. I did ask during their live stream if they were going to be doing anything at EGX because I, I think EGX is basically about the last opportunity for a gaming convention this year, isn't it? Is there anything else afterwards? Other than the Frontier Christmas party, you know. So... Oh, got to go to that. That would be nice if we got invited. Yeah, it's hint, hint. That's a yes, it'd be party. wonderful, wouldn't it? It would be awesome if Frontier invited us to their Christmas party. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'd accept that, wouldn't we? I'm sure we would, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we've Somehow got any, any right to, you know, to, to even suggest that we Can we should... gatecrash it? <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, it would be. I mean, so when, when we get to the twenty-four hour stream, it's possibly one of my highlights of the of the year. Is the I do enjoy the twenty-four hour stream. Is, I was just thinking yeah. maybe what we should do is as a lay radio crew, we should sort of go go uh, go down to uh, Cambridge and be like the carol singers outside the house. <laughs> <laughs> You're just turning this into some kind of strange Noel house party. You know, this is Dorothy. Please, goes, sir, can I have another? Hello, we wish you a Merry Christmas. Wait, let's end it. Let's end. <laughs> oh, let's face it, even I'm big enough that I could run over him. Oh. Anyway. Yes. Anyway. The, anyway. the Galnet news has been completely pointless. I don't know. <laughs> if I could be honest about it. Because you, you had all the, the intrigue and stuff about the Ashley Duval wedding. Yes. And instead of sort of the ship being blown at red wedding style, we sort of had the you know it was it was like neighbours, wasn't it? Really, in oh, the God. end, Amy's sleeping with Sharon. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who's that? Who's who's that? DG one two eight K. People moan about No Man's Sky, but it does have the S dot. Wish ED did. Don't know what S dot is, but No Man's Sky. Yeah, yeah. That's like flying a freaking dodgem. Press F to land. Which is what you should have done earlier, Cow. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I know that uh, an awful lot of people, I've not, I've got it downloaded to try on this new uh, cloud machine of mine, but I've not played I've it actually... yet because it looks like they've done an awful lot of really cool stuff to it and it looks like it might be a game uh, worth investigating I, I uh, think, further. I mean, I got it, I, I got it at launch and I was a bit disappointed with No Man's Sky when it first came out, to be honest, as I think most people were. But fair, fair dues to developers. They've really turned it around. And I, I think they deserve the credit for turning it around. Because in people's minds, it was a dead game. It, it was oh, a gotcha. Sky. And so, That's what S was for. S was for Sky. And yes, the atmospheric entries and, and things on it are are pretty but it just doesn't when you want when you, when you envisage that perfect sort of space and you envisage the sort of flight control aspects of elite dangerous and landing on the planets and getting out your ship like no man's sky that kind of effortlessly uh, and that would be the perfect marriage but they are different well, they're, games they're different they are different games I mean, the, the way yeah, i would totally are. The way i'm I actually like enjoying it, it. Yeah, I mean, if you think No Man's Sky is like those shoot 'em up flight sims, like the Wing Commander and whatever, you know, that's sort of like it is really lightweight. It's it's fun. You just play around and you don't really have to think about it per se. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a it's a it's a non complicated game. Elite is more like the um, the more in depth flight sim, you know, the DCS that sort of style game, and you can't really compare God, that. It? No. It's, it's not like DCS where it takes you half a bloody hour. Oh, I know that. But it, 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 is that sim- it is that simulated game, though, isn't it? it it's it's mm. so yeah. And they both have they, they both have their merits and both have their their downsides. So I think I'm the just, biggest I'm, thing I'm that I don't like about the biggest thing that I I was finding annoying with No Man's Sky is I'm wanting to build all the things, yet I need to fill my spacesuit up with crap to stay alive so i want to build i want to ha- i want to be carrying the mats so i can build things but i also need to carry the mats so that i can oh i think my laptop's just okay shut down or done now, something. if you had the sort of elite dangerous flight model in no man's sky 
hands up, and this is for you guys in Twitch chat, how many of you would just do low flying to see how many of the creatures you could decapitate with your wings? <laughs> oh yes. But yeah, to be honest, Commander with a spoon, if you're waiting for Star Citizen, that will indeed be the space sim to end all space sims because it'll be the last one ever created. <laughs> it'll be the last space sim ever made. <laughs> because yes. we'll actually be able to go into space ourselves. We kind of can already, can't we? I think everyone, it, it'll be like the Jetsons at the time. Okay. But anyway. So yeah, the point I was making about the Galnet news, and I did sort of scan it down for interesting kind of snippets that could be leading somewhere. And the only one I could find was this uh, far god cultists disappearing en masse. Uh, and even that is just like an interest fluff piece. And I don't really know where Galnet's going at the moment. Don't the yeah, point. I was... <laughs> um, I, I was hoping for more from the um, Ailing Devan. Il, uh, how do you pronounce the name again? Ashling. Ashling. Yeah. Uh, Ashling storyline. Um, only to find it being a. Well, she's been ha doing the dirty with some other bloke as well, the dirty trollop. Yes. Um, star, star trollop. Do you not, yeah. uh, do you not find that it's, it's just. And I can't really criticise Garnet because I, you know, I've really not given it a fair chance. I turned it on today and then spent the next ten minutes going, "How do I turn this off?" Um, <laughs> as they started talking to me, it's like, "Shut up! I don't want to know." But it's well, we the... don't need to worry about it. We've got Peter Wotherspoon stuff, so well, yeah, it's all right. But you think it's a problem that we're not engaging with the characters? If if it was an elite novel, you engage because it's a story from start to finish. But when it's a news broadcast, you're missing the all all the sort of give a fuckery that you should have. Um, so you don't engage with the characters because they're just not important. Maybe power play is the uh, um, power players are more engaged with the storylines because it has more of a ramification on their gameplay. And maybe you know, if um, from a Hut and Trucker's point of way, point of view, that Progenitor Lail through our actions became kind of that top tier. NPC, and I know they were talking about the tiers of NPCs and making them higher and higher up until they become more relevant. It may be if these elevated um, background sim-related characters were elevated into the Galnet News, player groups would become far more engaged with it. I don't know. But at the moment, it, I just don't care about Ashling Duval. I don't care about any of the characters that are there, but that's because I've never spent the time to actually get involved with them. I think we all knew the wedding <laughs> wouldn't take place. Sorry, what are you sniggering about? <laughs> it sounds like, I think by the side of it, Ashling Duval will get involved with anybody. <laughs> That's enough. Stoops X says he likes trollops. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think I don't think anyone expected the wedding to go ahead, but to end in such a... Neighbours-esque or way, EastEnders, yeah. Daytime, yeah, it just kind of like feels a bit, well, what's the point of that? You know? You want explosions and intrigue and all that sort of stuff that actually makes it seem more than a two-dimensional character, but it just didn't. It, it's, almost, it's almost, they come up with an idea and they then take a step and then they just completely run out of steam and think, oh, we'll go on to the next one. Well, I, I think I think it's you know, you know like they say about the likes of CQC and if no one gets engaged, then there's no point in them wasting money on it. And maybe the 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 storylines are very clever, small steps, but because people are just not engaging with them at the early stages, 
we're not really grasping the continuing storylines. And, and, you know, maybe we should get Commander Witherspoon on um, to have a chat about how he feels Galnet manages the narrative and uh, whether he finds that, because he's paying particular close attention to it, whether or not there is a string of uh, themes and stories that are really interesting and that the stories are actually developing. You didn't go to the SlaveCon thing, did you, Grant? No. Because that was actually one of the things he mentioned in that, and there is a string of stuff, and he does pay attention to it, and it is actually semi-cohesive, but it is still basically daytime. It would... Do take <laughs> like doctors on TV in the afternoon. That one, yeah. <laughs> well, um, you know, I mean, you ask a very important question there. Did did I do any of the events at uh, Lavecon? No, I was busy. Oh, you were stuck in the room with, with your brother. Yeah, so she's a, a terrible crime against brothers. We did keep trying to call you out, but you kept going running back in. Well, you know, it's, you know, one of those things. That we, we, if you've been to Lavecon, you know that we all, mm. we all get stuck in our little areas of expertise, and we yes. just we make sure the event goes smoothly. <laughs> I was just looking, took a Colin's quote in, in Twitch chat. Uh, my my PC just rebooted on me for some random reason, so I don't know what. All oh, right, it's, it's Colin's still a hospital, and he's good. He can still laugh. He says, uh, <laughs> at, "Well, <laughs> you read it, cow." <laughs> Okay, so at the hospital today, um, some git kept blasting his horn at Colin's wife because she was parking carefully. But uh, Colin just wanted to sort of point out to her that you always get peeping arseholes at hospitals. Well, mostly because of the gowns that they have to wear. Which, yeah, it's quite, <laughs> it's quite true. Yes. Yeah, I, I've never understood why the gowns that they have, it's like... It, it, it's not designed to protect your privacy or your modesty at all. No, it's just to give easy access to thermometers. To your arse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should wear that in prison, really, shouldn't you? No. What the hell? That's a totally different thing altogether. All oh, right, sorry. And sorry. Right, they're, they're, not, they're not interested in keeping you well. Oh. I think we should go on to shout the shout-outs and um, <laughs> update on... Um, to all the prisoners tuned in, a big shout out to all you prisoners out there. <laughs> and make sh- no, 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 just no, stop. <laughs> so it's like Shan's come in here tonight and he's just sitting there, ticking, he's shaking his head through tonight the number of times he's had to go. And on the show notes, um, let's get back to the show notes. Uh, but yeah, it's been, um, if, you, if you are. Yeah, let us know, actually. Get in touch. Um, it's info at laveradio.com. Oh, if, you, if you're at prison, let us know. No, no, no. We don't want pen pals. That's just going to be really awkward. And no, if Toxic mics. If you've got opinions on... If you're in a power play and, and you have more of an interaction with the stories, let us know. And we'll have a chat with Gal, with Mr. Galnet himself. Anyway, we've got a, a, a Galnet news for the end of the show tonight, so stick around for that. Um... But yeah, is it? What is the obstacle? We've talked about the obstacle with Garnet and talked about it being maybe if it was easier to access. Now it is easier to access, and yet I still, well, we still don't listen to it. Still don't. So is it just a wasted cause that's only there to be the loose tools that you can blame development on? I think that's definitely a topic for another time, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, that's probably the main topic. I think. Yeah. Galnet discuss? Hmm? Has anyone read Galnet? No. Yeah, that's going to be a problem, so uh, we'll have to do some homework. <laughs> <laughs> oh, should we get should we get onto shout outs and things? 
I think so, yeah. Okay, okay, well, in that case then, I want to definitely go off and I want to thank Bapster and Miggles and uh, Ventura and uh, there's some other guys who were in the beginning of the show before I dove into Shan who went off and have given me a whole load of Lavian brandy, so thank you very much to you guys. I also want to say that um, the, so we Lave Radio Network. We still got we still got Lave Station, which is awesome. Uh, but there's been a wee bit of real life issues with the guys who are leading Lave Radio Network. Both Atrus Fifty Sixty and whoever have had some real life things come on and had to take a step back. And but I do want to take an opportunity. I think that. You guys have done a cracking job, and you've done so much hard work. It's been awesome. And thank you very much, chaps. Um, but unfortunately, with their lack of leadership, we've, or in the, in the lack of leadership, while they've had to step away due to things, uh, we've basically plummeted in our, uh, in our influence from 65% down to 30% and dropping. Um, so... If you're wanting to help support Lave Radio Network and keep the system free and neutral, please come and run influence missions for Lave Radio Network. If you're out in the black and you're thinking of heading in, come in and drop your data on Lave Station and please give it to Lave Network. Um, anything that you can do to help us boost our influence again and keep Lave an independent system would be absolutely awesome. And just to be neutral about it all, if you want Lave to go back to and be a green thing, go and help the green guys and get get these filthy independent trolls kicked out of the system. You know, what the hell are a bunch of radio idiots doing running a system anyway? They're, what do they know? Is that, is, that, that sound, is that suitably unbiased? No, but, you know, you tried. No, I'm I sure, tried. Okay. I'm sure they'll appreciate it, but maybe if you could call them by what they were called rather than green things, it might have been slightly less insular for them. <laughs> well, I, I was going to say, oh, if you're in the alliance factions that would like to like Lave to return back to the alliance's loving embrace, Is that better? That just sounds sarcastic. It was sarcastic. Anyway, yes, fight for which side you believe in and enjoy yes. yourself. Don't put yourself to any disenjoyment at all. Just keep your game fun, otherwise you'll stop playing and we'll miss you. Yeah, you. Don't Indeed. don't don't burn out. Stay. It's all right. Um, it's maybe uh, I've not got the show notes open. Do we have uh, in the shout outs a little shout out to Spider Mine Games, or can I do that one? You can do that one if you want. Okay, so if you are following the Kickstarter for ED Battle Cards, which had such a huge and positive reaction at the various conventions that it has been at, uh, you will be fully aware of the fact that they got pulled into legal dispute over copyright infringement, mainly based around Ian Bell's rights to the original Elite. There are still no major updates on what the crutch of the case against Spider-Man is obviously we know that Spider-Mind are operating with what you would call goodwill with the fact that they've been granted the rights from Frontier and have acted in accordance with the terms they're in and therefore don't feel that they should be 
subjected to this particular case, but as with anything, when someone has got rights uh, or feels that their their rights are being infringed, then they are entirely entitled and, in fact, if you can't reach an agreement with a party, encouraged to seek an answer in law. The current state of play is the 30 days up from the initial um, complaint on Kickstarter has passed. And as in accordance with Kickstarter rules, the project would be reinstated and the last couple of days would have been played out unless the party complaining filed paperwork. And that is indeed what has happened, is the party that lodged the complaint have now suggested that they have instigated paperwork and legal proceedings in order to take action and protect their uh, interests. Unfortunately, Spider-Man Games have not received any of that, so therefore they're still in the dark, and until they do so, they have no idea. Yeah? So, right, TLDR of that sounds to me like Ian Bell and co. have said, we've got some stuff on us, guys, we'll get it to you, we promise. Just wait for us, and now Kickstarter just waiting. It's a bit of an abuse of a Kickstarter system because um, if you were to be sort of, you know, play devil's advocate here, if I had a case Mm. against somebody on Kickstarter and I waited to the last day of their Kickstarter and then shut them down. Which is what they did. Yep. And then don't provide any paperwork at all or complaints or any information until the end of that 30-day period. And that's what they did in the first thing, isn't it? Yep. And then I do it again the second time in the next project. I then drag their original project back into this case. All the time, all the backers are receiving messages telling them that this project's blah, 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 blah. And the key thing we have to say is Spider-Mind are acting within goodwill within the terms of their agreement with Frontier 100%. There is no debate. They have done nothing wrong with that regard at all. The project for EDRPG will still be put out there so if you're waiting for stuff from them it's not affected by that because they have completed the project and again it's all in goodwill what will happen at the end of all of this it depends when the papers are served and we get a bit of more of information about what actually the basis of the complaint are but you know the ian bell copyright whatever they're called um rights company are this they're not doing unless they don't come up with an actual legal case in which case they are being dishonest and there's probably a case for spider-man to raise against them for damages and uh, you know essentially slander but at this point until you know what the problem is it's very difficult to sort of say and and that unfortunately leaves the battle cards in a little bit of limbo um because there's no clear time scale set in the policies of kickstarter as to when one party says they've served papers and the papers don't appear, how long it is until it's determined that they haven't served papers, etc. Or that apparently the, the Kickstarter stuff says ten to fourteen days after take takedown notice, they may reinstate the campaign. Yeah, so it's up in the arms. Well, but they- again, my heart goes out to to John and Oliver and everyone involved in Spider-Man games because litigation is always difficult, it's always emotive and it's very hard to remain uh, in a neutral business sense because uh, I've been through some legal cases myself so um, it's very difficult to come out the other end without feeling that the other party is a complete and utter cockwomble and you want to kill them um, but you've got to always keep that basis in. They wouldn't do it unless they felt aggrieved. And therefore, there's an agreement, there's a disagreement, and they're unable to sort of uh, do it in a kind of more direct route with back and forth. 
and it goes to court and that's it. So hopefully, spider mind that this will end soon and we can get you back on to talk about when you're going to ship out your Battle Cards project because we're all yeah. really excited to Do you to not feel... It. The thing that makes me kind of sad about this is I always had a hell of a lot of respect for Ian Bell and because of the actions that are being taken in his name that feeling of respect and about the way that he always wanted... Ian Bell did a lot to keep Elite alive and available to pretty much anyone and everyone who wanted it. Yeah. It's, all through the dark days. It's diff- it's a difficult situation because you you know you don't know well obviously because it's his his rights which were sold to another company and that company's acting on what they feel are the best wishes of what rights they own. And mm. so therefore, yeah, Ian Bell's name is kind of being dragged into it. To what extent he's involved is very unclear, and we just can't possibly know. So it would be, yeah, it's a really unfortunate side effect. But we are extremely biased, no matter what anyone says, because, you know, we're, we're bought into the frontier. We're, we're bought into um, Elite Dangerous, and this is an age-old issue that is always well, going to... Well, this has been going back since, what, ninety. Yeah. 90- since Frontier First Edition, yeah. First Encounter, sorry. So it's, it's a difficult the, thing, and it's very hard to see until it goes to court. Once it goes to court, it will be decided, and then that will be the basis of everything. And then you kind of know where that sits. And the problem is, if they don't take it to court, then you can never move past it, and they can constantly keep playing this card on any ED Kickstarter project, and that would be a frippin' crying shame because these guys are, are, are bringing, you know, quality they're products. They're on the little guys. You know, they're not going after Frontier. They're yeah. going after Independence. But it's unfortunate. Oh, Frontier, they are getting Frontier legal support, though, aren't they? I think they think Frontier is, yes. is looking at legal stuff for them. So at least if there is an upside to it at the moment, they're not have that worry of a huge legal bill they have to <laughs> yeah. stump up for, regardless of whether they win or lose. <laughs> I, mean, I, yeah, see, I, I, see. I mean, that's in Frontier's benefit, really, isn't it? Well, yeah, because they've got to protect them, otherwise their projects and their sub-licenses are meaningless. So they've this, this issue has to be resolved to some extent at some point, and uh, the problem is, again, until it actually has a paperwork served, it's very difficult to see what, the actual complaints are whether it's you know the the simplest things as um, a particular ship name or a system name or you know the, along those lines or whether it's um, a particular mechanic. Gosh, could you imagine if Ian Bell said, "I own the I own the rights, slave." Well, like you can have it. You can you can fight the alliance for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that would be brilliant, actually, if Ian Bell came scopes comes on and just says, right, I'm the leader of Lay Radio Network, it's mine. Yeah, it's, it's a difficult... <laughs> I would give it to him in a heartbeat. The thing, the thing is, of course, with the, any sort of legal proceeding, until it's resolved in court, there is no uh, winning part. And even at that stage, there's moral wins. There's, you know, if you think that Ian Bell has been, you know, if you're in Ian Bell camp, uh, which we cannot say, so it's very hard to not be very anti-Ian Bell when you're talking about it because we know Spider-Mind, we know the guys, they're brilliant, they're lovely, they're doing absolutely everything within the letter of the law as far as their agreement with Frontier is. Um, So they've not acted out of any sort of slight or intention to infringe on anyone's copyright. They're acting purely in goodwill and 
fully in compliance with all the terms that they've agreed and they've been doing it brilliantly and it's really really painful to watch them be forced into a struggling situation of flipping almost nonsense and black and cloak and dagger and seeing them using phrases like copyright trolls is completely understandable at this stage but you know what what we don't know is when the complaint finally comes whether or not actually you know there is a case to be answered and until such times there's just there's just speculation and as far as everyone's concerned this is copyright trolls and if it doesn't go to court and it doesn't get some kind of paperwork resolved, then they are copyright trolls. They are abusing the copyright system to hurt the little guys, to discredit businesses, and to cause frontier embarrassment. And that is bollocks. So, think what you think <laughs> in your own way. And if you know more than us, then we would love to hear from you. And in fact, you know, we could <laughs> throw that uh, out to whether or not even Ian Bell is happy with the actions of this company using his name or whether or not he's not happy. We don't know that either. So, pure speculation in that side. So, yeah, take with that what you want. Indeed. Right. So, I want to give a shout out to. Commander Baby Gray or something like that, I guess we could say. Uh, the Darren Darren Gray and his wife Claire uh, had their baby daughter. Had their baby. I, I'm sure. It's, yes, a daughter. Uh, who? Baby Gray. No. Yes, something like that. <laughs> um, so yeah, major congratulations I think she's five weeks early or something like that but both baby and daughter are doing fine and I'm sure she's completely procedurally generated What a procedure? <laughs> Technically yes, we all are really, aren't we? You know, you take a bit of this, bit of that Shan, mix it together, see what Shan, comes out Shan, you're not here to stop Shan, us Shan, move on Shan, to the show notes Help, help Where is Shan? Oh, I was enjoying listening to you dig a hole, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have any shout-outs to give, Sean? Uh, no, not not really tonight, no. Um, not at this point in time. <laughs> Shout-out to finishing the show? I think so, yes. <laughs> um, right, who, let's see who's, on, who's around Lave. So... Um, Tropopi's here, uh, Babster, Miggles, um, whoever was around. Um, oh, hi, Hapik. How you doing, buddy? Uh, that's Hapik from ADC. Um, who else has been around? Uh, Dissington's been about. No, Ash well, Ashling Duval's been, e been everywhere, hasn't she? You, know, you, just, you just can't... You can tell when she's been around those footprints in the butter. Well, that's not footprints, but yeah, that's interesting. Well, that's not, again, again, well, we, mm. maybe maybe I should spend some time trying to follow Galnet, but I think I've just got more fun things to do, like you know, <laughs> mow the lawn. <laughs> yeah, are you still doing your walks, by the way, Grant? Yes, um, we because the same as jury duty, it's been a little bit thrown off this week, and actually, I'm taking a mm. wee recovery week, and my foot's doing great. But this is soup week, so all I'm allowed to eat is soup. So I've had steak soup, soup awesome. cheese soup, broccoli soup, um... <laughs> beef burger soup, cheeseburger oh, soup, pizza beef. soup, McDonald's soup. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, today, today was a mushroom soup that we got a recipe from Sainsbury's. It's mushroom and mm-hmm. parsley if you're looking for it. And I can tell you 100%, if you guys want to have a really delicious mushroom soup, that is the one you to go for. You're making this yourself, are you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Tomorrow's the tomato soup. Oh, brilliant. Um, so we make a big pot for lunch and then I have it for my dinner. And it's just to try and help the stomach stop being well, such a fat bastard, really. That makes sense. I, I love soups. So I should I should do something like that more often. But it's like a detox week. It really is. Yeah, I mean, I know. Thing is, when I'm doing soup, I can only really do it on a Monday, and it takes about four hours or so to cook. Uh, now, admittedly, most of that's just boil it down, boil yeah. it down, boil it down, and it, it's you know I do it on a slow cook kind of thing. No, 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 no. This this recipe takes forty minutes, and it is spectacular. Okay. So, I mean, that's, I mean, have a check. In fact, the Sainsbury's recipes are really, and I know there's other supermarkets are available, and other recipes indeed are available. BBC mm-hmm. Cook, good food stuff is quite good as well. But we tried this um, a good couple of months ago, and um, we loved the mushroom soup so much. We had it twice that particular soup week, and we're oh. starting off with it again this week. Oh, balls. Yeah. Can you chuck me the recipe of that? Because I, I, I need to make more soup. I usually do a potato and I'll do like a carrot soup or a carrot and like a winter veg soup or something like that. Um, I've never tried a mushroom soup, so I would be... God, how old are we? We're finishing off the show with a soup discussion. I like making soup. So, so Grant, sorry, uh, do you deep fry your soup? (laughs) (laughs) Only if it happens to have batter. I wonder if that would work. Yeah, do a really, really thick soup and then put it into some batter and deep fry it. I think that's technically called... Um, you know, batter. there's a Chinese restaurant that's just as relevant. I, I walked past it today and spotted that they are doing Chinese pizzas. Okay, what's in a Chinese pizza? Well, it's or the, are you not trying that yet? I've not tried. I'm going to definitely try it. I'll report back to you when it's not soup week, when it's Chinese pizza week, which will be in the <laughs> But it looks interesting. That sounds... Yeah, that it's sounds a, interesting. Sounds horrific, isn't it? Can I have a barbecue spare rib pizza, please? That would actually work. Take the bones off, obviously, but spare rib pizza would work very well, I think. Anyway, um, LaveCon 2019 is happening from the 4th to the 7th of July. Um, CQC Discord is available for all the discerning commanders who enjoy a spot of CQC. And I'm assuming that still goes on. And that is discord.me slash EliteDangerousCQC. I've already shouted out the in-game commanders. Thank you very much to everyone on Twitch. Uh, We do have a Garnet News for after the show, don't we? We do indeed. We do indeed. Right. Does anyone else have anything else for anything else? Nope. Pro- probably. Right. In that case. Yeah, but yeah. Um, nope. Uh, in that case, then, Colin, you take care of yourself. Have a laugh, but not too much of a laugh. Um, just take heart, man. And if you can't take heart, take dangerous. No. Um, anyway, so that's it for another episode of Lave Radio. Don't Arty. force a fart. That's what. You, that's the... <laughs> <laughs> Take hands, don't force a fart. That's the one. Yep. That is not the Lave Radio motto. I know. <laughs> oh, it so should oh. be. Actually, oh, did you notice Frontier basically using our motto earlier? Um, 
you know, fly safe or, or fly dangerous, I think Frontier was saying earlier on Twitter. I think we should um, have a class action against Frontier. <laughs> 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 I, I suspect they technically own it all anyway. Ben, Ben, you seem to have system authorities coming in on you. Hang <laughs> on, shit, that's ATLs coming in. Um, no, anyway, so right, that's it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you want to get in touch with the show, then you can email us at info at laveradio.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash laveradio. We are at laveradio on Twitter. You can join the Discord chat channel by going to discord.io slash laveradio. We're also on TeamSpeak at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Lave Radio is recorded live on Tuesday evenings from 8.30, whether it's British summertime, British wintertime, Greenwich mean time, whatever the hell it's, whatever, whatever time zone we're currently in today, I don't know. It's 8.30 British time. And we're streamed out on laveradio.com slash live. Thank you very much to Grant and to Shan. Thank you very much to everyone who's been joining us and flying with us and filling me up with brandy. And until next time, fly safe. And if you can, you do that. Fly dangerous. And all the best ones are here. <laughs> By proxy. Yeah. No, that's the question for another week. News Digest, 28th of August, 3304. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news. Red Mafia infiltrates Congress. Missiles don't kill people. Rackham promotes rival interfaces. Mission mayhem as cargo handlers cause chaos. Livestream watched by millions. Red Mafia infiltrates Congress. A senior member of the Federal Congress has been arrested amid allegations that he's been manipulated into smuggling large quantities of narcotics. Congressman Morgan Unwin, now exposed as an onionhead addict, 
is believed to be massively in debt to the so-called Red Family, an organised crime cartel which appears to have a significant operation in Olympus Village right under the noses of federal drug enforcement officers in the heart of the Sol system, and to have personally arranged a number of illegal shipments into the system. The congressman's criminal activities were uncovered by the Mars Tribune, part of the influential Cordova Group, which is owned by billionaire Kingley Cordova. Congressman Unwin, a prominent member of the Make the Federation Great Again campaign, and who was instrumental in decriminalising asbestos, now faces criminal charges and expulsion from Congress. Congressman Unwin's last public act, and one that he'll be remembered for, was to steer a bill legalising the use of large dumbfire missiles onto the statute book. Missiles don't kill people. Amid claims that the galaxy has never been more dangerous, arms manufacturers have been racing to create bigger and better weapons to help make it safer. Lacon Spaceways has released the latest in a line of tank-themed alliance vessels, the Crusader, which comes in 19 different livery variants at launch. New weapons include a large dumbfire missile, a large seeker missile, a large torpedo launcher and a turreted large multi-cannon. From the human technology brokers, we have three variants of small shock cannon, turreted, gimbaled and fixed. And from the Guardian technologists, we have a range of small Guardian weapons, the turreted and fixed plasma launcher, the turreted and fixed shard cannon and the fixed gauss cannon. We bet you're feeling safer already. A new range of Guardian-human hybrid ship-launched fighters is now also available, offering the ability to much more efficiently wipe out colonies of Thargoids without having to fit into a seat designed for a tall, thin and angular and very, very extinct Guardian. These use the best of Guardian technology, the plasma charger, the shard launcher and the gas projector. The galaxy may be dangerous, but with enough firepower, it can be blasted into a state of peaceful coexistence. Rackham promotes rival interfaces. Make a date in your diary on Wednesday the 3rd of October at the Rackham Ultratech Expo. Two new rival interfaces will go head-to-head in a bid for the future of mobile computing. Supratech's offering is a super high-tech wearable hologram projector with gesture interface to allow 360 degrees of augmented reality. Not only will it offer an immersive user interface, it also looks good, curled around the neck or the arm. By contrast, Herculean Machines is offering a rugged solution in a more traditional data slate format. We can look forward to demonstrations of the DuraDrive being blasted by lasers, fired upon by a multi-cannon and thrown into the very heart of a star, and still working despite some cosmetic marking. Both companies have emphasised that this technology is designed to be worn or kept on the person and will not be locked to a particular vehicle. They come as part of a programme to encourage commanders to become more physically active, amidst concerns that too much time in the pilot seat may have an impact on health. These devices sound too good to be true. We'll have to wait until October to find out if they are. Mission mayhem as cargo handlers cause chaos. (laughs) 
There have been reports tonight of commanders arriving at their destination and attempting to complete their mission, only to find they have no cargo. This is a result of a change in policy by the Dockers' Union, which has grown tired of having to load and unload cargo repeatedly as commanders change ships. Under the new arrangement, commanders must explicitly order the cargo to be loaded from the cargo depot, and are at liberty to complete the mission in multiple trips if they so wish. The Dockers' Union has been criticised for not advertising their change of policy, causing many wasted journeys for careless commanders. Livestream watched by millions. Commander of renown Edward C. Lewis today led a team of experts from the Pilots' Federation in a holocaust, discussing recent developments in the galaxy. Broadcast around the galaxy, the programme achieved the highest viewing figures so far of any holocaust in the viewing year 1st of August 3304 to 31st of July 3305. Subjects discussed included the establishment of new engineering facilities in Colonia, with engineers only capable of crafting level 1 upgrades, the discovery of more settlements that have been attacked by Thargoids, new Guardian beacons, and the discovery that attacking planetary bases in a wing is a lot easier than trying to do it solo. There was no talk at all about the Crete Phantom. Commander Lewis also emphasised that with the galaxy becoming ever safer, there's never been a better time to fit point defence, chaff, shield cell boosters and heat sinks, and to be ready to evade interdiction using the emergency drop system, which is invoked using the keys Alt-F4. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to.